Hi, and welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. My name is Chris Alfalt, I'm the editor of the Toolkit. And my guest today is director Celine Skiyama, talking about her film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, this is a film that was supposed to come out in December, and it did have a teensy little limited release, but um, when France did not, and I think this was a mistake, when France did not pick it to be their entry for the Academy Awards, Neon um, decided, the distributor decided, that um, they would wait and do a big push for Valentine's Day, put it in more theaters, and uh, and it is. It's going to get out there, and it's just such an incredible film. Out of the Cannes Film Festival this year, there was really two things that you had to see, Parasite and this. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, but more importantly, please go see this film. Well, when I started researching women painters uh, throughout history of art, actually, not specifically at, at the 18th centuries at first, you know, I just went throughout uh, art history from the perspective of women, you know, even going back to, um, I don't know, you said that in English, but the the paintings in 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 the caves, mm-hmm. you know, cave paintings, yeah, yeah, where you know they were they would sign their uh, their their um, their drawings or their paintings with their hands, and when you look at the size of their hands, it might be teenagers or women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went throughout all art history and just roughly, also because it's, this book's not been written, you know, um, and. I discovered, of course, acknowledged the fact that there have always been women painters. Um, but specifically at that time, right before the French Revolution, there was like this huge artistic scenery for women. There were hundreds of women painters, and and they, I discovered their body of work, and I was it made me so melancholic <laughs> and so emotional because I felt yeah it was missing to art history and the fact that it had been erased was kind of troubling and sad but where um, do you even see these are they are they where do you even see these these works well you see them on the internet Mm -hmm. Uh, you go from one painter to another and then you just look for uh, archives Uh, but it's mostly yeah bad jpegs Uh, and you can see some of the work in in the Louvre but it's I mean very, very, it's a hunt. It's like a treasure hunt. Um, Beyonce showed a lot of those women painters actually in her, uh, in her clip, in the clip that she did in the, in the Louvre. Um, but yeah, I felt, I felt it, it was also missing to my life, to my personal life, that, uh, you know, art is about also transmission of our intimacies. And as women, we haven't been transmitted that at all. Um, so, of course, it was about reconstitution and, and talking about the job of a woman artist at the time and the job of a woman artist at any time, actually. Um, but it was also about uh, transmitting, yeah, the hearts and the desires and the bodies and, yeah, giving back some presence and some present to this to these women and and, you know, doing the job that, you know, gi- giving back, transmitting what hasn't been tra- transmitted. I rewatched the film last night because the first time it just washes over you like a big wave of emotion, and any, at least for me, any analytical thought is kind of out the window. But in rewatching it last night, I don't know if this is connected. Please tell me if it's not. But one thing that I noticed is is that as the love story is starting to happen, it's very carefully juxtaposed and kind of interwoven with the story of the three women, and this idea of you know, mom is gone and. Uh, there really is this relaxing 
there is in it in this it becoming themselves and in one feels although you know all the structure and all of i guess for lack of a word the patriarchy and society and also but also societal structure is gone and those scenes in the kitchen with the women just laughing and learning and, and being more themselves and the way that that's affecting the acting it, it seems very specifically woven with the emergence of this very powerful love story that doesn't exist on its own. And what I was noticing even last night was it's like we're back and forth as they're falling in love, and it seems to be really related. Yes, it is. Um, well, because it's the same, what's going to bring, th their love is going to be lived, um, and, their and their friendship will together also, but with this third woman, the servant, is also going to be fulfilled because we share their loneliness. Uh, there is no more the eye of uh, well the mother which and 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 they are out of the world and um and cinema is this you know is the only art where, where you can share somebody's loneliness and uh, and that's why it's important to to, <laughs> to look at this character and 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 share their intimacy and and so we 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 leave the, the room to to sorority and to actually uh, yeah, represent sorority, give give that experience. Um, that is not something you you can go through if if you're not out of the world. Actually, um, so this is this utopia is yeah, it's is a thread in, in the love story because we also want to talk about friendship in the love story, um, and yeah, and how sorority actually abolishes social hierarchy and and. And and everything opens up at the movie at the, at, at that moment, um, and even the actresses, they really you can definitely tell they are not acting the same way. It was a, a milestone and yeah, a turning point uh, in their acting where they opened up. Um, Adele really, Adele really considers this the moment where she 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 unfroze. Is, is mm. that a word? Mm -hmm. um, there's something very rigid in, in all that she's carrying and for good reason and it's really in particular in her performance it, it, it's just there's 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 literally you can see it in her face we're so used to studying her face at this point and it's just this 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 relaxing of almost even facial muscles yeah. and and and, a, and the way she moves in her own body it it, it it, it almost is like the the act of lovemaking is almost like stems from from that kind of like what's being drained from her. Yes, and she she it's actually also the first time we get some smiles. Yeah, and so it's been an hour and I don't know ten minutes without seeing a woman smiling on the screen, um, which is something I really had to fight for. Um, because even though I mean it was scripted that way and everybody shared the intention of not showing women being I don't know moody it's not that but being at what they do concentrate and and there's no reason to smile. Um, when you it, say fight fight with the actresses or is this a producerial? No, with uh, the actresses no. But with um, I mean my assistant director or the script mm -hmm. uh, we were. They, they knew, but still, you know, when we had good take, they were like, maybe we can do one with a smile. Because it's, uh, I mean, it's, we are conditioned to actually act like that, you know. It's like, I mean, they should smile. And, um, 
And I didn't want to do it because they would, say, they would say, yeah, but maybe you will need this in the editing room. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I don't want to have this in my machine in the editing room. I don't want to look at it. I don't it. want this option. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the art of the portrait is something, um, the art of, 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 of painting a portrait is something this, this film kind of really gets into the mechanics of it. And I want to talk about that, but it also feels to me, and once again, please correct me if I'm going down a path that, is leading nowhere, but it seems as if it also spurred some, not only the way that we're seeing these women, but also spurred some filmmaking ideas for you and, 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 and an exploration of the medium as, as you're kind of learning how to film one, one process. It's kind of this, for me, it became, and I, maybe I should just speak for myself. It be, I was thinking about film and films properties and what the human face means in a movie. And I have to imagine that, that was something that was also kind of driving you as a filmmaker here. Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, and there's two, um, there's two paths, uh, because there's, there's the job of, there's actually the, the painting scenes, and mostly also when the model pauses, this is a reflection on portraying in painting, because we actually see the different layers um, and they have critical debate over whether what's a good portrait. Um, and it's about the critical debate that they had at the time that are still true. But uh, is it, it was like, is a, is a painting, should you show the best version of somebody or should it be about who they really are with the default? And uh, is, is a portrait escaping from death um, you know, because you're in eternal, you, you, yeah, you're fixed in an, uh, at an age, in a state, or is it actually totally morbid? Um, and w how do you bring life to a portrait, which is uh, to a face, uh, uh, to an attitude, which is also, uh, of course, uh, a question of cinema. So in this process also, with this, the scene where she poses and, and, and the, the painting scenes, that there's... There was a whole workshop for me uh, around shot and reverse shot, which is something that uh, I didn't practice a lot in my previous film. There are very few shot, reverse shot. Um, and when I started writing this one, I was like, okay, this is my, I mean, it, it will be a reflection um, around shot, reverse shot. Uh, but, and knowing that they would be really, really frontal because, um, well, that's the dispositive. Um, of the painter and of the film. Um, and there's also another reflection going on uh, that doesn't belong exactly to this, to the same, I mean, it's not the same level. And that is before, actually before she begins to paint, we still, uh, the movie is asking itself, yeah, how do you create suspense around discovering a face? Um, uh, how do you uh, look at someone um, wanting to create an image but while they are moving and escaping, which is, I think, the question of a filmmaker more the, than the question of a painter. So we ask this, ourselves this question for the first like 30 minutes of the film um, and we find the solutions in cinema and then we see the painter asking herself these questions and finding your answer in painting. But we ask ourselves the question of the painter, but 
we find the answers in cinema. You brought up the shot, reverse shot, and it's interesting because, you know, often you and I are in a conversation right now, and it would be very hard. Either we shoot us profile or we have to do the shot, reverse shot while, while we're engaged. And it's the same thing with, you know, often lovers are facing each other, and, and, and all kinds of intimacy often happens facing each other, and so it's hard. But you talk about the fact that you need to do shot, reverse shot, but one of the things that blew my mind with this film is one of the hardest things to do in film is to actually do the reverse and get the open, two-face, intimate, two-shot. And you have, like, I watched it last night, and there was five at really key moments. And once again, you know, TV can do it with the walk and talk down the New York City street, which is, like, whatever. But you really, it's, it's a hard thing to motivate, and I have to imagine it's something you had to really think about how to get there. But there's really, at these key moments, these two women sharing something very intimately and yet somehow you found a way to motivate it in a natural way where they're, they can share a frame, it could be tight in there, and we, we're, we're, we're getting both of their emotions in a frontal way. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, by the way, filmmakers, I don't, you try and do this at home, it is very hard. <laughs> it is very hard to motivate something like that. Well, we, yeah, we, I thought a lot, in, but during the, the, the screenwriting process, actually, um, about how to find yeah the pace and the rhythm and the choreography of how do you put two f two faces and two bodies in the same frame um how and how how is it a big stake how is it um it's th that kind of how it's going to build tension the fact that at some point they are in the same frame um and even in the process of shot reverse shots, as the movie progresses, they finally meet. I mean, the painter goes into her own, um, I don't know, gaze, mm -hmm. you know. And, when she and comes around. When and she it, comes it, around. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the movie is all about, yeah, the model. I mean, the painter first ignoring that she's also being looked at and, and finally discovering that she's also might also be an object mm. in the eye of her subject. Of the subject, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're being very p playful and also really, I'm, I'm always like, mm, uh, I like it when you see the ideas. I like it when you see that a film is about uh, thinking a lot about film. Um, um, it's not. It's not a way to actually. I don't know. Brag about the fact that you have good ideas or you know bad. But it's 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 part of the, my pleasure as a viewer. Ideas, ideas are one thing, but being a way, finding a way to effortlessly express them in yeah. the medium is a different, right? Yes, of you course. Yeah. But that's that's the. I think that's a big part of, of, of the job of writing for me is and mm. and of just making the film actually <laughs> is uh, also shooting and then the whole um, post production really sound design also mm. is really important in that in that choreography and because it's it's about also yeah the the rhythm of uh, their stake the steps and 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 so this is how sorry i'm being being no. very messy <laughs> um i got lost in my um but yeah it should it's it should be we have the pleasure of living idea the idea and and the ideas and and i always dream of the viewer as being somebody who discovers a language the language is the film and part of its pleasure, a big part of the pleasure, I think, is 
getting the language, getting the ideas, and speaking the language of the film in the end. Um, like a new, yeah, like a new language, and that part of the pleasure is about the anticipation and also I, the, 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 the recognition of ideas and the fact that now you, your brain is part of the brain of the film. Um, so it's, so it must, it must look simple, I think. It must look simple to do. It's. But to have two actresses sharing something so intimately and to be shoulder to shoulder or like that is it and and to and to give you that sense of that intimacy but also actually having an openness to the camera is is it's a remarkable piece of work not only by you but also them to be able to to accomplish that um you know it, we were talking about rhythms and you were talking about sounds you know and one thing is the breathing and the sound of the lips and the energy that comes from the sound when they do when they are at their closest moments, not just purely lovemaking, but also just that that sense. You speak of rhythms. You denied yourself music in this to a certain. I mean, except for two killer scenes where it comes in like a like a you know like a wave, uh, which I want to talk about. But I mean, uh, it seems as if, which is hard because I guess a music in this type of way can can almost dictate an emotion. And if you put any kind of strings or something on that over a love scene, that it's going to, I guess, impose a rhythm on it, and yeah. you needed to find it internally. Is that is that the idea here? Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a very early decision to make the film without music. It has to be because then you 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 have to go to the process of writing, acknowledging this and finding your solution so that uh, it's not the same rhythm if there's no music. Um, and um, even though, of course, you're not. I mean, when you're writing a film with music, you. you, you you don't always know where music will be because you know uh, there'll be another creator who will have his own ideas around about, about this. So it's not like when you're writing with music, you're leaving the room for music. But it's just that you know that you will have to find the musicality of the film elsewhere. So in the rhythm of the scenes, in the bodies and the movements of the actors and. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of that, and right, you're thinking of this in terms of, it sounds, I mean, obviously it's a different thing when the actresses are in the room, but it sounds as if, like, these are things in that rhythm and that internal rhythm is something that's very much a part of the writing process for yes. you. Mm -hmm. It's something that I'm obsessed about mm -hmm. throughout all the steps, mm -hmm. so including in writing. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's about really about, and then on the shooting, it's about the groove, uh, so, and we communicate a lot um, around that with the actresses, like if they have to m move to one another, I would I would give the number of steps um, because that's going to be the rhythm of their approach, and and it's not the same. It's it's five or six if it if it's pair, if it's impair, if it will be totally a different feeling, um, a different tension, mm, and thinking of yeah. Making a love story without music is actually was frightening. Yeah, <laughs> it was really frightening <laughs> because every I mean, every movie, every love story, we we know we we think about a love. I don't know. We think about Titanic. We got the music. We think about Gone with the Wind. We have the music. We think about E.T. We have the music. I mean, it's uh, every and every love story has its own tune. You know, I think every that's the, you know that's our song. So. But uh, I really wanted to, um, 
it was a matter of reconstitution, as the movie is also talking about uh, the connection with love and art and how love makes you love art. Uh, I, I, I wanted the audience to be in the same position as the characters that, that are frustrated because, you know, they don't have access to beauty in general and to art in particular. So that was to put, yeah, the viewer in the same physical condition and frustration regarding music and so that when it, when it occurs, it's, uh, yeah, it's something. Well, let's talk about when it occurs. It's an incredibly powerful scene that I feel like in and of itself, people that have seen the movies or when they watch the movies, it, 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 what it means and what, it, almost dead center of the movie and, and kind of that merging of the two stories of the women's story and then the, and this love story, it's very powerful. But I'm just curious about what, what I don't know anything about 18th century women that gather for a bonfire in the at night. But is it, what it, what is this this music? Is, is it was this inspired by something? Is this something? I mean, it's so glorious, it's so beautiful. But I'm also just wondering where where did you come up with that? Mm. I wanted um, well, I listened to I, I tried to find an old tune, um, maybe to adapt it. I, I listened to a lot of old melodies from the time. Some of them we're still singing to our kids to the, go to to bed, uh, um, and uh, but it, I, it wasn't. Uh, I wanted it to be kind of a trance, mm. so I wanted the BPMs to be very high, um, and didn't find something. It was all very instrumental, and I wanted no instrument. I just wanted the voice and the and and, and the clapping of 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 women. So we kind of decided to, to write it. Um, and um, thinking about this, about very, very trepidant BPM and polyphony and polyphony and polyrhythmy. Um, and we had no, I mean, I wrote the, li the lyrics in Latin. Uh, I mean. What are they saying? It's not subtitled, are they? Yeah, are they, they're I, saying, fuggere non possunt, which means they can't fly. Mm -hmm. And it's an adaptation of a, uh, a sentence by uh, Nietzsche, Nietzsche, I think mm -hmm. you say here, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, who says basically, um, uh, the higher we go, mm -hmm. uh, the smaller we look uh, for those who can't fly. So they they say an adaptation mm -hmm. of that sentence. Um, and it was a way to also convoke the imaginary uh, within witches. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, saying, well, you know, it's just women gathering, uh, living their friendship, ex exchanging knowledge about, uh, you know, met, um, you know, they're being wise women, the doctors, arborists, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, drinking and it's cold so there's a fire <laughs> <laughs> and they might do drugs so you know they fly <laughs> and that's witches and that's why what they wanted to burn um and it's more trivial than what we think but still we wanted to convoke the imaginary around witches it's, it's an amazing scene but it also i imagine something that was so important to you to have something that kind of transcended that because it's such a it's such an important beat in the love story. Yes. It's 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 a little bit where it's like the line is crossed and it has to be acknowledged. And it seems to be so important to you that that also came from the gathering of women and 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 this shared voice and this kind of explosion of trance. Like it feels as if like 
it's an incredibly important moment for you that these things are merging and coming out of each other. Yes, there's a lot of line that are merging at that yeah. moment. There's like, um, they are, yeah, there's this group of women and so there's this big sorority that is ac actually accompanies them and the, taking the leap of love. And, and, and there's also like literally the, inc the incarnation of the film, it is very literal, I mean, they are, facing one another, this fire between them, and, and, and one of them is gonna be on fire, for real. Um, I'm not spoiling because it's the poster, so, so it's also the moment where the, where the film is, shows how, how, yeah, how, how literal it is, um, and, and, and that, yeah, we're gonna set fire to, to the characters. Um, and, um, so the mise-en-scene is also totally um, assuming, totally... It also talks about how there's no special effects, everything is done... Uh, I don't know if you say that. Practical. You, Practical. you made, a, you made yeah. a fire. So it's also <laughs> this idea of cinema. Mm -hmm. And there's a, yeah, so that scene is a turning point of... Then the movie becomes something else after that. Um, this is the first time you've worked with, I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, cinematographer Claire Mathon. Mm -hmm. is that right? And, um, you know, there's obviously she's supplying you this beautiful, natural portrait light um, for, 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 for what you're exploring with the portraits. But there also seems, and, and that in and of itself is, is wonderful, but it also seems as if there is a texture, there's a complexion here that is, that is very conscious and goes beyond just getting a beautiful, um, shaping natural light. There seems to be a very conscious choice. It's, it's wonderful work by her, but also I imagine this is something you talked about beforehand because there's it, it is it is a natural portrait light, but there is um, almost almost I, I don't know if I'm wrong almost a texture of a painting to a certain degree mm -hmm. in, in that naturalness. Yeah, we. I mean, we began to shoot all the exteriors in Brittany, so very natural light, uh, of course. We had very few inputs. <laughs> um, um, no, and that no, was no, kind pow of, no power in this age, because yeah. I imagine that's a real, real 18th century house. Yeah, and we went there because we wanted the gray sky, and it was very sunny, and we felt, yeah, it's okay, it's a blessing for the film. It should be luminous. Mm -hmm. um, but so that was kind of a matrix of something that we had to, to bring back to our castle in the Parisian suburb, <laughs> to, and and we always thought, yeah, we have to bring back this this lighting, and 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 we have, we have to take it a step further. Mm -hmm. uh, shooting in a castle, uh, an ancient one, and that was kind of you know didn't really move since the the eighteenth century. Actually, like the color of the walls didn't change, and the the. Everything is. I mean, it was. It's a place that hasn't been used and is kind of deserted. So that's a blessing for something like this, exactly. to, rather than having to have some production designer do like eighteen yeah, layers of paint and exactly. And we visited a lot of castles where people get married. So mm. <laughs> that, that was a place where yeah, nobody lived for uh, a long time. And uh, but the, the thing is, you couldn't put any any lighting up there. Mm. It was it all had to be on the ground. And so we we decided to put it out of the room, um, and we it was a big production decision uh, because the movie is I mean it's cheap it has a, a, a low key budget uh, regarding also the period piece and that was a decision 
because we didn't want to make any compromise and 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 um and that's also the way we work uh, but we decided to put a lot of yeah money and time in building this gigantic thing outside of the castle, this platform, where there would be a lot, a lot of lightning, and it would, we would really lighten the scenes from the windows, not having a sense of the fact that there. I mean, I couldn't see the 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 particle that the projector, the the um, the lights, mm -hmm. but it was so it it was it, it felt like a kind of magic mm -hmm. actually. You didn't see anything. There was no light in the room. But it was so accurate, and what we gave ourselves is this, and also time, and uh, the light, the lighting took a lot, a lot of time, which is a difficult decision because then you have less time to actually shoot the scene. Um, but I'm not doing much takes, and you know, and it's not very. I mean, it's there's very few. Um, there's a lot of long takes, and there's not a lot of setups. You're not, you're not having to switch. You're getting it often within with one setup and one angle. Exactly. But um, still, it's, uh, yeah, she, she, she could work very, very, very precisely with a lot of lights. And Because each scene has, even though the portraits and stuff, there's, there's, there's a natural light, there's the, there's the firelight, there's the, 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 but each one just has such a specific texture, almost as if she's playing like an, the emotional note of the scene and it, it's so dialed in in a way I love natural blight, but you, you can't do that if the sun's just coming in the window or yeah. whatnot. And you, it seems so predetermined as to what that light is going to be. Yes. And this, and it's very different from the day and the nights, the nights were all about putting lights in the room and inventing, you know, ways to, to candle it without any candles actually being in the frame, which is a decision you have to take when you're doing a period piece. I think it's the big decision. What are you doing with the candles? Are they, is there somebody holding them? Is there like a, it's, you can definitely look at period pieces and see the different choices and, and Kubrick has figured it out as, you know, always. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was a, a totally different process, and n night shots are mostly long takes um, with dollies, and so it was very, very, also very accurate and, and lights, li little things everywhere, uh, and we were surrounded by the lights when you couldn't move with with very weird objects that you know you 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 <laughs> you make up for your own film. So right. it's very very d different. But one thing, that, one thing that we had, uh, a reflection that we had, is that we wanted the light to come. We, we were very obsessed with the fact that, with the characters within the light, um, and how, how to, their complexion, their carnation. That was mostly what, also what we were obsessed about, um, and how the light would. Uh, how they would not be restrained by, by beauty, but how the light would seem to come out of the character. So it's a lot about how, uh, how they are lightened up. And it's also work we did with, uh, with the costume designer regarding the colors. And yeah, I don't know. And this <laughs> sentence has no ending. <laughs> um, it, if I, am I right here? The process 
of the actual portrait is one you you went and found an artist that was the age of of these women and my sense and just it wasn't 100 percent clear to me but that the process was was paralleled the film rather than like okay beforehand i think the normal way to do this would be like okay in pre-production we're gonna like figure out the different stages and we got them it almost seems as if this young uh, artist was paralleling the journey of the of the characters. Am I wrong about that? Well, you you're wrong and you're right. Okay. It's both. Uh, of course, we had to do it in preparation because the thing about the paintings is that um, well, we had to figure out the style of the painter, and we had to you know she had never done an 18th century painting. She's more her style is close to I mean, her, and her education is is it's much more 19th century, which is totally different. Um, and we had two, I mean, there's two, she's doing two different portraits in the film and yet they have to be different, but not dumb and different. Like one is bad and one is good, you know? So there's to be, so we had to, to work a lot around those choices <clears throat> and, um, with Adele posing and Hélène Delmer, the painter, really trying to figure out what was going to be the style of the painter. But then she was always on the set because she had to... I mean, she had to paint like 12 different paintings that are the different stages. Um, and we wanted to shoot the painting in real time. I didn't want to time lapse any, everything, anything, or uh, edit it. So we had to pick, and that was pre-production decision, very accurate, precise moment of painting so that they would be in the right swing and the right rhythm through to the painter's rhythm uh, and interesting for the <laughs> for the viewer and also symbolic of different yeah different layers that I'm interested in in, in showing um, that was the hardest job I mean frankly there's very few films where they invent a painter or maybe like a, a contemporary one which is more you know it's easier to invent a Jackson Pollock than a Vincent van Gogh uh, and um and I understand why. <laughs> it's really like, it really like, it was the thing I was totally naive about. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be fine. No, that was like very, very difficult. And she always was, the painter was like a ghost on the set. She was wearing the same dress as the character and would, would look at the scenes and then would come and give her advice and then at some point would paint for like 20 minutes. As in, a, yeah, and she, she she li basically lived in this castle, castle, and and painted all day. One last thing, you had said, you know, I, I'm getting. I just want to make sure I get this right. You know, you want this. Obviously, this film. One of the things that's wonderful about this film is that it does capture that feeling of, of of falling in love, which is a very immediate feeling. But you also said something of. I wanted the story of the echo of a love mm -hmm. in that sense, and, and and the story is structured in this way. It's got a very one of the things. It's it's melancholy. And I imagine this is something that you carried in from that, that early research. It's going to end. Do you know, I, and I think even early on, even the, that decision of do you want me to resist is, is kind of put on the table. So, I mean, there is a structuring device here, but there is that, it seems as if, and that's a tricky thing, of kind of working with like a dual temporality here um, of, of a sense that this is, this is over while it's also happening. Yeah, that was, I wanted to tell both. I wanted to to make this patient chronicle of the rise of desire. I also really wanted to film desire that becomes love. Um, 
and to be very accurate and in the present of that and uh, but also wanted to tell about yeah the the what's left the the memory of a love story the the dynamic of a love story when it's when it's over um and uh, also to you know to bring new imaginary to this and and get out of uh, like eternal love or and possession and and to talk about how yeah um, there's this sentence from this american poet who passed away last year named mary oliver um who says like well there's a poem i'm not going to quote the whole poem but the idea is that like an, an uh, a broken heart is an open heart to the rest of the world um and how yeah lost love is is about uh, yeah the dynamic of love as being a curation for n new curiosity new loves uh and and also l a love for the art and art being a uh, consoling um but also m makes us better lovers and 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 that was yeah, I wanted to wanted to look at this love as something possible and not something impossible, and and get out of old conflicts and old negotiation, and to have this new culture, um, um, like a counter counterculture of uh, of a love story. It is a wonderful thing, film, and thank you so much for this. Uh, and it, it's, I, I've already seen it twice, and it's already just rewarded me on the second time. It's 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 it's. And all these things that you're I, even just, I want to go back and watch it a third time for some of these ideas that are in here and then are baked into the filmmaking. Um, it's really, I, I've always enjoyed your work. Uh, so it's not a diss on Tomboy and Girlhood, love those films. But I mean, this is, this is really a remarkable piece. So congratulations. Thank you.